Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Make, Make, Make podcast. This is episode two with Josh Baker. Alongside me today is my son, Mr. Colton Baker. Uh, he's going to start off uh, this discussion by asking a few questions that he had. Um, and then we're going to get into um, kind of the nuts and bolts of what I think this podcast is going to be about and some terms and some ideas that I want to cover now so that as we get into it, um, we kind of have this as our baseline. Um, so let me introduce you to my son, Colton, and he's going to start us off. Colton, say hello. Hi there. Um, so if you're wondering about this, I'm going to ask my dad some questions about what does he do when he takes different shoots. Okay, go ahead and start with your first question, Colton. All right, so number one, why do you take pictures of art? Ooh, so why do I take pictures of art? So yeah, we've actually done that a couple times recently. Um, so really what it comes down to is people make art, right? We have people that are, that are painters that are um, different type of artists, okay. and they make a print of their art, and they want to sell it online. Okay. And so they can't uh, sell... They can't put a picture. They need a picture to sell, and yeah. so we're brought in to to take pictures um, of the art so that people can see what it looks like, um, so that they can sell it online to the you know to an entire world versus somebody walking by maybe their store you know in person to see it. Right? If it was in person, they could just see the art, but because we have to be on the internet, we have to digitize things, oh. and so we're using our camera as a way to take an analog print and make it a, a digital version that then they can share around the world and sell. So, good first question. What do you got next? Okay, number two. How does your tripod make the cool lines from your light wand when you move it into a picture? Ooh, okay, so yeah. So if anybody's familiar with the type of photography I do, we do a lot of light painting. Um, and Colton has definitely helped us in some of our light painting endeavors uh, where we uh, light paint cars, we might light paint the desert, um, or a whole bunch of other things. We love to light paint. So a tripod comes in um, because we need we need very long exposure times to do the painting, right? So uh, most pictures are taken somewhere between like one hundredth of a second to one eight thousandth of a second. Hmm. Um, but if we want to have a scene sharp and give us enough time to light paint, we may need an exposure of fifteen seconds, twenty seconds, thirty seconds. And so the can the tripod allows us to put our camera on a stationary place and so the scene will still look the same and then we can paint through that with our light wand. Good question, Cole. Oh, okay. okay. Number three, can you make a light in smoke from your smoke bombs and light wand? Have you tried it? So have we tried to combine light painting with a smoke bomb? Yes. Uh, no, we haven't, Colton. That's an interesting question. We, we definitely use our strobes um, when we're doing um, we definitely use our strobes when we're doing our um, our smoke bombs, but I've never tried to light paint. That'd be interesting because the clouds of the smoke would move over time. Uh, that's an interesting fact. Maybe we'll try it this week when we're 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 home. I have more smoke bombs, and we definitely have a tripod, and we definitely have all the light painting tools. So maybe we can try that one evening. That's a good question. Okay. All right. What what's your fourth question there? Oh, okay. What is a 101? What is a one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah. So that's that's another really good question. So that's something that, that I do for business, right? So I've been I've been a professional photographer now for 11 years. Um, and there are definitely people who are just starting out, right? So there may be in, you know, month one or year one or year five or, or whatever. 
and they they have specific needs. So maybe you know they shoot portraits and they want to learn how to shoot cars, or maybe they shoot cars and they want to learn how to shoot portraits better. So they call me and contact me, and we go either to their house or to some place to a studio, um, and I coach them through whatever problems they're having with their uh, either with their business or with their art or or anything like that. So it's a chance for them. Um, to have you know a block of time with me and I help them with their with their problems. Cool. Yeah. And so you have one more question. Um. Yes. Five is gonna be a random question. Okay. So, number five. What? Why do you take pictures of um food and houses? Oh. Okay. So yeah. So one of the other things we do. Yeah. Food and houses. Um. So. I think it's an interesting question, right? We do a lot of different things. Um, and so, you know, we like to diversify. So we like to shoot a, a couple of different things. And that way um, we can kind of diversify in the market of who we market to and expand our network. Okay. Um, food in particular, right? There's restaurants. Yeah. Um, there's people who make food. Um, there's people that are chefs, maybe people that are doing cookbooks. Um, and so we either, we either take the pictures for them or we coach them in a way so that they can take pictures for themselves because they're, they, they're making something that they're proud of and we want to equip them with the tools uh, so that they can show off their work, um, which I think is kind of a, a cool thing, right? There's people with their passions, right? Either you know, building a home or cooking food or making food. And so either we're the ones taking the pictures of their passion or we teach them how to take pictures of their, of their art so that they can sell that passion to the world. Okay. Good. Awesome questions, Colton. Thanks for joining us today. Sure. Um, yeah, if you want to go play with some Legos, I'll be with you in a little while. Okay. All right, guys. So that was my son, Colton, with some really good questions about kind of what I do. Um, so let's transition a little bit to uh, the things I wanted to talk about uh, as kind of some baseline concepts and terms. Um, so I think the first one, right, why does this podcast exist? Um, so it's called the Make, Make, Make podcast for a couple different reasons. Um one is I want to be able to highlight people that are making interesting art. Um, and I don't limit that to like photography or painting, right? I think, I think owning a business is an art. I think um, impacting you know, the world in some way is an art. So part of this is uh, with the interviews that I plan to do and that we're planning on doing, you know, it's, it's highlighting people that I know that are making cool things in the world. Um, so that's kind of the first part of it. And then the second part, the second make is how to help those people or learn from those people. How are they either creating a market or how are they selling their art in, in the world today? Because, you know, it used to be uh, a, very much a hierarchy of, you know, you created a piece of art, it had to go to a museum or to a gallery. And those, those, those pathways are absolutely still valid. But there's just a lot more uh, avenues and options for people on, on, on how they're on how they're doing that, right? Is it through Patreon? Is it through, I don't know, OnlyFans? Is it through their Instagram? Is it through Etsy? Is it through, right? There's all these different platforms to get your your artwork out there. And I'm really curious about how people are doing it now. How are people surviving and thriving with the things they want to create? So really, it's an investigative report on, on what's out there in the world, right? And maybe by having those conversations, I hope that for our listeners that we can kind of spark some ideas of how they can get their art out into the world and make some money off it. Um, because I think, especially today, as we're recording in the middle of the coronavirus, right, that, you know, we could all all use different ways to make some money, maybe some diversified uh, the ways that, that we can make money with the things that we want to create. Um, so that's kind of why this podcast exists, right? 
Um, the second thing is some terms or some ideas. Um, if you've taken any of my classes, um, you've probably heard it say, I, I probably need to make t-shirts that say this, but uh, there's a phrase for it, um, which is your network, your network is your net worth. And let me repeat that one more time. Your network is your net worth. So the people who know you to do that thing, um, that's kind of the most crucial thing that you can build, both in terms of a creative network uh, of people that you do the thing with, right? So for me, I have a photography creative team, right? So I have makeup artists, I have models, I have, you know, producers, uh, you know, prop designers, all of those type of people that when I call on them, they're ready to go. They know who I am. You know, we have a good relationship. And a lot of times we get hired because we have a network. And so that's kind of that creative network. But secondly, that business network, right? Who are you selling to? Are you selling, you know, you have to sell to somebody, right? So who in your network can you sell things to and to expand that network? And what ways can you go about doing that, right? Are you joining a local chamber? What kind of networking events are you doing? You know, who, who in your network is able to give you a referral, um, right? We talk to real estate agents all the time, and that's the thing they try to build, right? There's a big referral network because your network is your net worth. Um, so that's something that you're definitely going to hear us talk a lot about, right? What ways are you expanding your network? Because if you expand your network, you're going to expand your net worth, okay? Um, and I think another way to maybe to think about that term, right? find a group and go on a journey. In this case, it can either be, you know, either the creative journey side or the business journey side. You might need a group for each one, but you need to find that group that gets what you do, that gets who you are, um, and either create with them or market with them or sell to them. Uh, both of those are valid, but building that network. And that's, I think that's one of the struggles at the beginning, right? You know, I want to shoot, you know, models. Well, I don't know any models. Well, how do I get to know models, right? Well, then you have to, you know, find that and establish those networks. And it definitely takes time. But if I had to invest in one thing at the very beginning of my artistic career, it would definitely be to build my networks both creatively and on the business side. Um, another term that you might hear us use quite a bit is is leverage, right? So, and I kind of think about this maybe a little bit different than others, but um, think of it like a seesaw, right? On one side is your business skill, um, and on the other side is your artistic skill. So, right, you're creating that thing, you're creating something. Um, you can only get so good at it, right? Um, and you want to have a little bit of a balance of the two. You, you definitely want to have a balance of the two. Um, but you also want to take your artistic skill and be able to use it as a fulcrum to get into those business networks, right? So if we think of leverage as making one side of that seesaw longer, that a little bit of effort is going to get a lot more results. Um, but you definitely have to kind of weigh the artistic side and the business side, right? We only have so many hours in the day. So where are you putting your efforts into? I would argue that once you have a sufficient level of artistic skill, the next thing you should build is your business skill and then go back and work on your creative skill and kind of kind of go back and bounce on both sides. Um, but I think, you know, for me, photography, I can, I can definitely get better at photography and I'm always trying to get better. But how much of that do the clients actually notice, right? After a certain level, is it sufficient to get the business? And once it's sufficient to get the business, then you need to go get that business and then work on your creative skills to get to that next level and then go get that business, right? So it's a little bit of an ebb and flow there as well. Um, the other term I want to talk about is, is diversification. I think this is a good question that my son just asked me a little while ago, right? He asked me about light painting and food photography and, and photographing houses and, and doing all those different things. So you know, why do I do that? Well, for me, my journey was very interesting. I started my business in, 
in kind of the last recession, right, 2008, 2009. And so I had to diversify. I had to uh, start out doing a bunch of different things um, because no one thing would have been enough to pay the bills. I think for people starting out in good times, they can do that one thing and really take off with it, right? They can really take off and do some amazing things and really kind of go deep in that segment that they're interested in. Um, for me, that's not when I started. I started at a time when I had to do race photography, weddings, portraits, families, you know, trying to get into commercial, trying to get into product, try, trying to do all these different things because that's what I had to do to survive. Um, and it, it probably slowed the growth of, of my business uh, at the beginning. Um, but now when something, an, an event like the coronavirus or, or any type of event, any type of slowdown, I have those different segments already established that I can call upon, right? Maybe people aren't spending a lot on weddings, but maybe they are spending money to get their products photographed. And so having a little bit of diversif diversification in what you do, I don't know that it raises your ceiling of, of, of how much money you can make, but it certainly raises your floor. Um, and I think a lot of times, right, if our floors are expenses, that that may be, you know, a crucial thing that we want to do. Um, now, some of that, um, as I as I grew, I had to kill off some things, right? We don't really do a lot of family photos. We don't really do a lot of some other things that we used to, race photography being one. Um, and we've certainly gone deeper in others. Um, but I think that diversification, you know, I think of a... It, it gave us a little bit of a slower start, but it also makes us harder to kill. And by having that floor, we can always make sure that our expense is covered. Now, I may not make as much in a given month because of it, but it's going to give me a more stable footing. I have a wife. I have kids. I have a mortgage. I have to worry about those type of things. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of diversification. Um, the last thing I want to throw this out to everybody is, you know, who should I be interviewing? You know, Please in the comments or, or message me on Instagram or text me or email me. Let me know if there's somebody that you think needs the spotlight, right? Either they're creating something that's amazing in their business or something that's amazing. Um, the art that they create is amazing. Or that third make is really how are they making a difference with those two things, right? Are they, you know, are they are they making a difference in their community? Are they using their their products for good? Are they using their business skills for good? Um, I don't think it's important what you do. I think it's very important how you are. And so, so let me know, you know, who are those people that, that are really demonstrating how to be a good person, how to be a good artist, how to be a good business person, because those are really the people that I'm interested in. So I'd love to hear your comments on that. Um, so yeah, so if you have any questions, please, please message us. Um, uh, for right now, the podcast is at our patreon.com slash Azulox. Um, Going forward, after we get to three or four episodes, we'll be submitting it to, to Spotify and probably iTunes. So you, you may be able to catch us there. But for now, you know, tell your friends about what we're doing. I'm pretty excited about what we're doing as a way to help people grow um, and really kind of equip them with the tools that they need to grow their business. So anyway, my name is Josh Baker. This has been the Make, Make, Make podcast, episode two. And uh, I'll guest starring my son, Colton Baker. So Colton, you want to say hi one more time? Hi there. <laughs> and I'm probably just going to be standing for Okay, so that's my son Colton. Uh, he's definitely part of our business and part of um, what all the things that we do. So signing off for today. Um, looking forward to hearing y'all's comments, and we'll talk to y'all soon.